This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now here are your hosts, Justin Strawn and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I'm your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week is the other host of the show, a revolutionary himself, Ryan Nelson. Justin, I just want to warn you, don't be surprised if I suddenly break into song about <laughs> one of the topics we're discussing. Hey, it wouldn't hurt to break into song at all. I think we could it all... It may hurt if I do it. Yeah, well, you can sing, I can't. <laughs> well, I don't know about all that. So, uh, But we are discussing... Uh, I've done lost my place on my notes. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, if you've been listening to podcasts since we started a few months ago, thank you for continuing your listen and making us a part of your day. If you're new to the show, we hope you enjoyed as we talk about RRR, Rise, Roar, Revolt. If you are a new or a regular and like more access to the show visit our patreon page and become a patron of the main attraction podcast go to patreon.com slash the main attraction podcast and you can get patreon only content you can support us at a three five ten or twenty dollar level when you join us when you join up we'll shout you out here on the show just like we uh, would normally do at this time uh we did record today on our on the movies or the things that we don't necessarily aren't necessarily big huge fans of that might surprise you so if you haven't checked us out want to check us out that would be a really good time to do so hot uh topics you, on that one by the way yes there were there were some there were some some hot takes to say the least so uh if you can't be a patron you can help the show out but go do it I thought you were saying something. Uh, if you can't be a patron, you can't help oh, the show. Yeah. yeah. If you can't be a patron, you can't help the show out by rating us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating. And if you have time, write us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you do write us a review on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it on air next time we record. We could use some new ones. We haven't had any in a while. So uh, if you want to get over there, just scroll on down to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever it is you get your podcast from and give us writing there. It will help us out a lot. It helps getting the, sh- the show into the ears of new listeners. All right. We're going to do it. We're going to talk about the movie RRR. Are you ready, Ryan? I'm ready. I'm excited. <laughs> All right. So before we get into it, let's go ahead. And let me go ahead and put this out there. Look, Ryan and I are both Mississippi natives. Uh, he currently lives in Alabama. I still live in Mississippi. So uh, we are not familiar with Indian film or cinema. I, the, this is the first time I've seen an Indian movie. Uh, I apologize to the people who I offended on Twitter when I called this a Bollywood movie because I found out when I called it a Bollywood movie, it is not Bollywood. It would be Tollywood, if anything. Uh, but we're going to do our best not to like offend people. Offend like we're going to try to keep our discussion based on just things that we see on the cinema things that we see in the film and not try to comment on things that might be cultural uh now if there's something that we think that might be a cultural thing that they do in films we'll try to you know point out that maybe we don't understand that because it is a cultural thing uh so like i said just we're asking for a little bit of grace because like i said we're not we're not indian film experts to say the least so uh so we just like i said we just ask for a little bit of grace before we get into this so uh so let's go ahead and do that right now let's go ahead and get into this Ryan, what were your, what were your thoughts? Well, let me just say, as Southerners, uh, we have seen the butchering of the Southern language, yes, we and, have, and portrayal of yes, movies. Have. So we we understand, you know, that kind of stuff. But uh, I love this movie. I was, you know, you you brought it to my attention, and I saw you tweet about it. So I, I watched it after you, and what an epic journey! I yeah. mean, you. I think I tweeted this. I had no idea what was coming next. It was a hell of a ride. Yeah, it really is. It, it really is. Like I said, the, the reason we are covering it is because I was going to go give a little little background on this. 
another podcast that I listen to, uh, it's called Hero Movie Podcast. They are they were reviewing this as part of their Patreon picks. Uh, so I was like, if I want to listen to podcasts, I want to watch whatever they're, they're reviewing. So I, I went and watched it. And I was just enthralled by it. I, absolutely enthralled by it. And normally, whenever I watch something, I tweet about it after I've watched it. And normally, those tweets get like, you know, a, a like or two here, a retweet maybe. But when I tweeted about this one, it ends up getting nearly 100 likes, nearly 500 likes. Uh, I get tons of comments. A lot of the comments, there were people like chastising me for calling it a Bollywood movie. Again, I apologize for calling it a Bollywood movie when I did that. Uh, but Ryan then watched it. He did the same thing. He gets the same thing. He gets over 500 likes, gets over 100 retweets. So we kind of felt like we needed to to cover this yeah. because apparently it does it has an audience or it has a, a desire to be covered at least at some level so uh and look i don't know if it's if anybody in the united states is gonna listen to this or if it's just people from india i, I don't know but you know what we're happy to have you regardless yeah i was gonna say this is obviously a film uh group that's not is being ignored you right. know uh and so that's why we got so much interaction so we we appreciate you know our indian brethren joining us and yes you know uh in fact, I was going to mention if they have any recommendations. Actually, my wife ended up watching another Indian movie afterwards and mentioned that, you know, we probably should watch another uh, one of these movies because we really thought both lead actors were really good. I would watch yeah. some of their other movies. Uh, but, um, yeah, it's it's just nothing. I haven't seen anything like this to this degree. So it was just it was just wild to watch and, and enjoyable right. at the same time. Yeah, I thought it was too. Uh, let's go ahead and kind of get into it real quick. Uh, some background on the movie. Did you know anything about the the story coming into this film? No, I had no idea. Yeah. Okay, I, I didn't either. I had no idea. I didn't under. I did not realize that these two main characters were actual revolutionaries. Uh, the, the premise of this story, from what I have read after, because I did a lot of research after I watched the film. I didn't want to do a ton of it beforehand. I, just, I was just watching it. I just assumed this was all fictional. I knew it was historically yeah. based, but I knew I thought it was all fictional. And, and it kind of is, but it is based on two actual revolutionaries uh, from Indian history. But uh, so these two people that they, they did exist, but I like I said, I didn't know that going into it. Uh, this is the most expensive film ever made in India. It costs $72 million so to give you a, to give you a, a comparison. Uh, it's not the most expensive movie ever made, but Endgame is looks like it's one of the most expensive movies ever made. And it was $240 million. I think the most expensive movie ever made was a, was one of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, which was like at $420 million or something like that. So, you know, it's a very difference in budget. Uh, I think they get the most out of their $72 million. I, I would agree, especially well, some of those later Pirates movies are not good. So this, <laughs> movie, this movie does a good job. And I was going to say, you know, I, I read where the the writer was influenced by Inglorious Bastards, the American movie, because oh, it was okay. a fictionalized, you know, version of the holocaust the holocaust right. so i i definitely could see that influence where they you know like you said take these two uh revolutionaries and, and really turn it into a superhero story if you really yeah, want to think about mm -hmm. it yeah it, they really do i mean they 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 make it into a very it's and we're going to get this in just a second i'll talk about that in a little bit but uh just some more historical stuff on this uh uh this these two guys like i said they are real people but they did not ever meet and this story is supposed to be like uh, a fictional 
possibility of you know what if these two had met and what would their what would their lives have been like so i think there was actually like 20 years between the two of them or something like that so like i said look if i'm wrong about the history i apologize about that because i don't know what i don't know anything about the, you know the indian revolutionary history of how they broke off from from great britain but um so, so that's kind of like some of the background of it but when i was watching this film um you kind of mentioned this a second ago there were times that felt like there were times it felt like uh band of brothers yeah, yeah there was times it felt like uh in game <laughs> uh there was times it felt like mary poppins <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, i mean so i'm like like there's there was a lot of different things going on but it all worked really really well together to, to say the least uh one of the things that, you know that helped me being you know the 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 american from mississippi because the British play a world a large role in this film, there's a lot of times when I don't have to rely on the subtitles. So that helps really for those of us who are in the West and who are only English speaking, we don't have to rely so much on the subtitles. So I think that does help. And I think that's one of the reasons why this movie has done well in American cinemas. Uh, Cause for one understand when it got moved over here and it got, and it got put in theaters it did pretty well. Not spectacular, but my understanding is it well, did pretty well in American cinema. Nearly, nearly 15 million. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so in 2022, and this is before, you know, Top Gun and these other movies. Right. That's pretty good. And this yeah, it was, is. You know, uh, we, we have a lot of Indian Americans. Uh, right. You know, so I'm not surprised. And, and this also opens up a whole new world will they'll start bringing those movies over here and play them uh you know yeah. in the, properly in the theater so that's great sounds like it was on imax too which would be awesome yeah it was like, not yeah. there were some places i know that did like the the, the like interactive imax were like oh, uh, wow. i've never i've never been to one of those i've heard it i've heard they're really fun yeah. so. uh but like i said it did pretty well when it actually did come over here so like i said uh that part of it the fact that it, there was a lot of english in this film i think did help make it a little bit more accessible and a little bit easier uh, for those who would have been a little bit hesitant to go see it because of all the subtitles. I think it did help. Now, if we, if you watch this movie on, on Netflix, uh, what I understand is this, what we saw was the Hindi dub of this because it was originally filmed in Toluga uh, or the Toluga language. And I thought that's right. what you call that. I guess it's just Toluga, uh, but they dubbed it in Hindi and we got the subtitles with the Hindi sub with the Hindi dub. So I don't know how much of a difference uh, okay. that makes, but that's just, like I said, I know I watched on Netflix. I'm pretty sure you did too. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh, but just, that is something I think that should at least be pointed out. So, uh, but let's go ahead and actually get into the movie then. So I, I don't want to like go beat for beat because one's three hour movie and that would take yeah. quite a while. Uh, but one of the things I thought was interesting is, well, let me ask you this. When were you like, okay, I am all in for this film. What, what was your first, what was the first moment of the film that made you think that? Um, I think it was the first time we saw Rama, uh, like where he jumps into right. the crowd right to, to get that uh to get the the person who attacked the british the british people yeah he threw, and, that, and he then, threw that thing at the at the and, police station and yeah and a nearly like i don't remember the uh, how long that scene was had to be 20 minutes of him yeah. just <laughs> taking some of the worst beatings i've ever seen oh, yeah. i thought he was going to die multiple times and just survive, and then and he would do just one more incredible thing after another. Uh, that I was just like, okay, th- this is unbelievable action, and just so I was, I was pretty much hooked then. And then the bridge scene, 
Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> when they meet. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, Let's not often talk about that real okay, quick. Okay. I do so, want to I do want to talk about what you just talked about because that scene where Rom ends up going into the crowd because uh he some guy somebody somebody throws something at the police station and tells him I want that man arrested. He goes in the crowd when it, when I first realized what that was about to happen, I was like, Oh my goodness, this is gonna be dumb because I was like, There's no way that this guy can go in there and arrest this guy and be realistic and look it's not but that's kind of the point of that whole scene i think is to tell you to set up the stakes that look we're not trying to be realistic in this we're we're, we're going to be over the top we're going to be we want you to sit back we want you to enjoy this we want you to enjoy the spectacle of this and that's what that film tells me now having not known anything about the story i just assumed that what we were setting up for this for for rom here was the and he is played by let me go ahead and i was going to try to pronounce his name he is pronounced by ram sharon i think is how it's pronounced yeah, that's, uh, yeah i looked uh, that up right yeah ram sharon yeah uh so uh and you know it, it is it is it is sinful how how handsome that man is. yeah 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 <laughs> I mean, if that man yeah. was from over here in america and make you know 40 50 million dollars a film he could easily do it because- i was gonna say I, I i went to imdb i was like how is he not made his this could be it how yeah. is he not made his way over here uh because like you and he has good english as well yeah he does mm-hmm. yeah I'm, uh it's it's coming for him yeah uh, I really at some point but uh but what i thought they were setting up was this was just gonna be just just this impossible bad guy that we were going to be facing and that he was going yeah. to be just menacing and hated because, I mean, he's basically going against his country. Uh, so that's what I thought that they were setting up. But the next scene that you mentioned, and we'll, we'll get in that in just a second, when they do the bridge, like, oh, okay, that's not what they're going for here. Uh, that's not what they're doing with this guy. But before we get to the bridge scene, obviously we're introduced to Beam. Uh, well, what'd you think about the introduction with Beam and the tiger and the wolf and all that? Okay, so that was insane. <laughs> the tiger, the tiger and wolf. And I will say the CGI is not the greatest, but the, right. the American cinema has not figured out CGI animals either. I don't no, know what haven't. we have to do on that. Uh I, I just something we cannot figure out. I don't I don't know why. It's it's just something we can make dinosaurs look good, but we cannot get right. tigers and wolves and stuff. But anyway. That scene was just crazy to watch. I, I actually really enjoyed that one as well because uh, I was you just the whole time I'm like, what what is he about to do? That was you right. know that was my whole, <laughs> the whole thing. And and then when I realized he was using the wolf as bait for the tiger, I was like, oh my gosh, no, no, he's <laughs> not. Yeah, so that was that was crazy, and and just how close the uh, the um, the tiger was, you know, to catch right. him. And he was another one, dude. With when his shirt is off, he's, yeah, he's absolutely jacked. ripped. He doesn't look like it. he's got kind of a baby face, right? Yeah, so you wouldn't think so. But when yeah. I was like, "Was that the same guy?" He's absolutely. <laughs> these two must have been just eating chicken, the only thing, in <laughs> just a couple of glasses of water. Yeah, he he's jacked. One one thing I also like, you know. It, he didn't shave his body hair. The man was no. hairy chested. He I mean, was yeah. like, as being a hairy chested man myself, I'm all for yeah. that. So, so yeah. show that stuff proudly. Uh, yeah. My understanding of this guy, uh, his name is N.T. Rama Rao Jr. I think he's, yeah. uh, if I mispronounce your name, I apologize. Uh, but my understanding is he, he's like the Regis Philbin of, of Indian television. Uh, wow. So he was funny. Yeah, he was. He was good. I enjoyed both of them. Uh, they were both yeah. 
they were both really good stars. Matter of fact, the reason they came up with the name RRR, it stands for Rise, Roar, Revolt, but it was they derived the name because it comes from the the, the three stars, the two stars plus the director who uh-huh. is uh, let me see his name is SS Rajamuli. Uh, okay. Again, if I'm mispronouncing your name, I apologize. But uh, so fantastic like said, job by SS. Yeah, so they all have R's in their name. That's the reason they come up with this. This the name of the film RRR. At least that's like that. That's my understanding. If I'm wrong about that, I apologize. I'm, I'm just going by what the internet tells me on some of this stuff. So, uh, but yeah, uh, just his introduction, capturing the tiger, and when they capture the tiger, I assume that the way he's talking to it, like I'm sorry, I apologize for I have to use you. I assume that they're going to eat him. That's my assumption is is that they were going to eat him. Yeah, I thought they were. I thought he was going to cut his head off, right, to use it later on for something. And then, like you said, they were going to sacrifice the body or something. But so that's the not rest what they of the use body. it for at all. <laughs> no, I did not out. see that coming. I, I didn't like, either. Because my, <laughs> we'll get. I guess we'll get to that stage. But I first thought, my God, that tiger and wolf have been there the whole time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, uh, just really great introductions from both of these characters yeah. as we find out just how how incredible they're going to be and i love the scene after at the beginning of the film where uh the governor uh who is governor scott ray, ray, stevenson. ray stevenson uh been around a long time yeah he's been around a long time so uh but he is basically being told by someone from india that you know we really should give this girl back who and i'm not sure what was the girl's name uh lolly lolly okay i'm looking molly m-a-l-l-i Oh, that's right, Molly. And I can't find her on the IMDb page. Oh, well. Twinkle Sharma is her name. Okay, because I don't see her. I'm glad you saw her. Uh, it, was, but, uh, it was way down on the cast. It was really okay, there she's she is. a big yeah. part. Yeah. yeah, I see her now. So uh, Molly has been captured, and uh, technically she's been bought for like a, a shilling or whatever it is that, that they give her. And uh, he says, you know, this is the, the shepherd is going to come for these people because that's just what this tribe is. And they will stop at nothing to get him. And, you know, Governor Scott's like, do we expect it, the this one man to bring down the entire British crown? You know, they kind of laugh it off. And that ends up what kind of what ends up playing yeah. out in, throughout the course of the film. So, uh, like I said, just a great introduction to what we're what they're up against, and really great introduction to these two people. But when we get to that bridge scene, what you're what you're referencing earlier, basically it it completely changed my perception of what Rom was going to actually be. Because, like I said, I thought he was just going to be this this menacing villain who wasn't going to have any redeeming qualities, but when we see the two of them, you know, catch each other's eye and uh, Bean goes and gets the motorcycle, Rom gets the horse and they meet up on the bridge and they had that dramatic rescue. It, I'm just like, okay, yeah, I'm all, I'm still all in for this film. Yeah. And uh, I was going to mention that was the first time we saw Rom smile. Yes, it was. He looked, angry and and i noticed this even in the later scenes when he's back with the british he just has this angry look on his face because right. he is he's probably dying inside what he's having to do but also rom owns a polo club and is a like master horseman so he, he was he? doing his 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 own stunts okay that's cool yeah, I did not realize that. Like I said, there's a lot of research I could have done this oh. film, so uh, because there's a lot of stuff I didn't know going into this film. But you know, I thought it was just an over the top thing because, like, why is he at the flag when he's going in? They 
throw the he throws the flag to Bean. Bean throws the boy to to Ron. Like, why are why are we throwing things to each other? And he wraps himself in that flag. I, look, I don't know how realistic is a flag which he's been from being burned to death. I know, I know. but it, it looked good, so I'm I'm all for it. <laughs> uh, but like I said, like I said, but that kind of goes into the whole, you know, what this is about spectacle, and that's one of the things I've noticed about this film when. When we do flight scenes here in America, and like I said, I have not seen any other Indian films, so I don't know what other Indian films are like. But when we do fight scenes here in America, they are choreographed. So that means, you know, everything is planned out. They have everything. Everything is planned when they do a fight scene. They don't, they don't break off the script or anything like that when they do a fight scene. The fight scenes on this are choreographed, but they are, they look like they were choreographed to more be beautiful than anything else because there was a dance-like quality to the fighting i don't know did yeah, you get yeah. that same that i did vibe? yeah especially rom's first scene just yeah. the way he was fighting and the way he glided in the air right like it looked so smooth like and it mm-hmm. didn't look fake either right uh, and so but like yeah in the bridge scene um my, during the bridge scene my wife turned to me and said you know this is as good, if not better, than any of the craziest scenes in the Fast and Furious. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. So, like I said, it's just like I said, it's a very different type of filmmaking that yeah. what we're accustomed to. And so, like I said, I don't know if that's a. Uh, I'm not going to say that is an Indian cinema thing, uh, but it could be. So, uh, like I said, that maybe they do all their things, but I don't know. Uh, but like I said, after that scene, these two become the best of friends uh they are they like are like brothers to each other like i said this is not something that i saw coming and it was very different than what i would see in most american movies i've never seen anything like that uh and one of the things that i like about this is if you don't know anything about the story like i had no idea about the story is you know uh you the entire time you're watching this you're like well it's eventually going to come to a point where they're going to one of them is going to feel betrayed by the other uh you know that's coming and you're still wondering just like I said, when I was watching, I was like, this guy is going to end up being a scumbag. We're talking about Rom because, you know, he's doing this all to portray his country. Now, if you have an idea of the history, you, you probably know how that's going to play out. But having no idea about the history, I was like, it's going to be so tragic when these two figure out who each other is because they're not going to be able to stand each other anymore. And that does come. But we find out later on, obviously, that that's Rom's got even bigger plans in mind. Yeah, yeah. How did you think about that? What did you think about the, the how their friendship unfolded and all that type of stuff? Well, what a bromantic, uh, uh, to use an American word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it was a real bromance going it was. on. These two were just delightful together. My guess is they became buddies off screen. Right. All their scenes where they were, <laughs> they were riding right. horses and motorcycles and running together. And just when, when, uh, when Rom helps Beam, uh, you know, meet, meet uh, what was the girl's name? Uh, uh, Olivia Morris. Jenny. Jenny, yeah, yeah, Jenny Olivia. played by Olivia Morris. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like when he's helping, like he's matchmaking with that. Like all those scenes were just so great. And that kind of brought, and it sounds like what happens in Tollywood films, there's kind of a little romance and comedy mixed in as well right that's kind of what i read that they're they're good about mixing that in and that's kind of was it kind of turned into a little romantic comedy yeah with you know with rom playing almost like a cyrano de bergerac yeah it kind of was mm-hmm. yeah, yeah and i probably butchered the hell to say that uh, no, you, didn't. Uh, you, you got uh, that right <laughs> okay so like uh it was kind of that and, and i actually enjoyed it because uh 
you know, and I'll be honest, I did not see the dance scene and musical coming when, <laughs> uh, when that when that happened in the middle of this. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. let's go and talk about that real quick because music plays a big part in this film, uh, but it plays it's a very huge. different. Yeah, it plays a different part in this film than what we, they do in American films. American films, it's more about setting tone, about setting uh, uh, tone, about setting the theme, and just giving a mood for the most part the music in this was really a storytelling device. I mean, there's lots of times when they're actually telling the story of these two people about how, you know, there's this talk about, you know, they are eventually coming down a path towards each other. Will it, how will it end? I mean, they're literally telling the story of this. Uh, and then we get to that, the, the point where Jenny invites uh, Beam to come to the, I don't know, I guess it's not really the palace, but uh, to the, to her estate or whatever it is and be a part of this party. And when he gets there, he's obviously getting made fun of by that one guy. I can't remember the guy's name, but he's getting made fun of him because he doesn't know any of the English dances. Or I think his name was Jake. I think, I, I think that's who it was. Yeah. I knew it began with I a guy. I guess. Uh. <laughs> yeah. He absolutely sucks. So, uh, but you know she's introducing us she's trying to st stick up for him but rom being the loyal friend and brother that he is to him you know he gives him indian music to dance to and they break out in an indian style dance it becomes a dance off and you know yeah it was like a 10 minute scene you know and i was like normally i wouldn't really care that much about a dance scene <laughs> excuse me but this one was spectacular <laughs> it really was and my whole the whole time i was thinking is these guys have to prepare for all these action scenes and then they have to memorize these dance numbers too yes <laughs> and they were doing incredible moves yeah my understanding is like all these guys are like have been has spent years trained in dance as well so uh that's it wasn't something they just learned just for this film yeah. uh and like my understanding and maybe like i said again i could be wrong with this is if you're going to be an actor and actress in indian cinema you you have to have dance training as part of your training because it's it's a pretty regular occurrence like i said i haven't seen the whole i haven't seen this is the only indian film i've seen so if i'm wrong about that i apologize but well i uh, was told that nt and rom were not singing oh they weren't okay they have they have other people singing but that of course was them dancing and they do right. their own stunts on right. the dance stunts and the action but that they, they had other singers yeah and my understanding also is the way they film these is because these are such long long prolonged uh, numbers throughout the course of these films because they they, can, they have some of these types of film scenes that can go for like 15 or 20 minutes they only do them like three minutes at a time. So that way they can actually get catch a catch a breather a little bit because I was gonna say, man, how long? I mean, they had to be exhausted. Oh yeah. Uh so they, they do them for three minutes at a time, they take a break, and then they come back and they do another three minutes until they get the entire scene film. So uh just but like I said, it's it was absolutely a wonderful scene. And you know, they just continues to strengthen that bond, continues to let uh allow Jenny and Beam become more attracted to each other just really really good stuff for them uh but it's not long after this when rom has finally found beam's brother again because that was the one he was hunting when he eventually meets up with Beam. uh he captures him uh but rom's brother i can't remember his name uh i'm sorry beam's brother gets that snake throws it onto him it bites him uh and he's basically a dead man but Beam, being the, the tribesman that he is he knows how to cure him he goes, he, he gets him, he cures him. And this is when he reveals to Rom who he actually is and that he is the guy that Rom's actually been hunting for the entire time, but he's still recovering. So he can't really speak at this point and he can't say anything to stop him. 
and then we get one of the best best scenes of the movie we get the scene where he he breaks into the party uh on the grounds with all those animals and when he when that truck slides across and it le- unleashes beam and all those animals is like yes let's go. yeah <laughs> and those mean, animals did some damage they did i'm like i was like because it's like you said earlier i had no idea that we were about to see that tiger that we saw at the beginning and all these other yeah. animals that were that what they had captured that a, for this what was that was that an elk he yeah was i think it was an elk des- uh-huh. destroying people uh-huh so and, and i liked how several times beam had to fight the tiger himself yeah he had to fight himself because i mean it wasn't like it was a trained tiger no he was just taking out anyone he saw exactly so uh just absolutely loved this scene the only thing i didn't like one of the few things i didn't like is once we get to this point this scene is over because this is when rom and beam finally confront each other and they basically reveal to each other who each other is um at this point, Jenny gets in that in that car, and we really don't see her again until the very, very, very end of the film. And her role is basically kind of discarded yeah. at this point. That's that's probably yeah. the only thing I really didn't like about the film. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so when they finally meet up in at, in this scene and they realize who each other is, you know, it's obviously devastating for both of them. It's devastating for Beam because he feels betrayed, obviously, but it's devastating for Ron because he realizes he has to arrest this man. But he also knows that it's his friend and he doesn't really want to do it because he doesn't really want to be doing any of this to begin with. So what was your thoughts of just how they handled that entire scene? I thought they did a marvelous job on that. Uh, Cause like you said, he, he was doing it because he made a promise to his people that we find out. I think the next scene is when we yeah. find Rom's story. So, you know, we, we find out why he's so meticulous and will not stop until he gets you know because he was going to be made an officer if mm-hmm. he caught if he caught the man and then that way you know he could get the guns but right like so we we find out why he's just you know just non-stop on making sure he called him and it was man it was a great scene and like you said especially the the look in beam's face just the the there's a straw disappointment when he finds right. out that that rom's out to get him it was it, it was something yeah, and the, it's like you mentioned, once they, they finally subdue Bean before this entire scene is over, and he gets arrested, and this is when we start, at least if I'm getting the, the timeline of this movie correctly, this is when we go into the backstory of Rom, and basically, it's his uncle that was a part of the British police force or military or whatever it is, and when he saw the way that they treated Indian people, this is when he decided he was going to lead a revolution and we get this long extended flashback backstory on him and look i like the way that we got little tidbits of it throughout the course of this we saw little bits of sita uh and before we get to this scene but when we get to this scene we truly understand and look i like the way they did this they didn't just constantly cut back to this they didn't which is something that probably would have happened in in an american film yeah, we get one long extended scene to explain this to us and why it is why that Rom is doing what he's doing. And it's basically like you said, because they need weapons. And, uh, you know, it's interesting that this film, because one of the things when I tweeted about this uh, after I watched it a couple of weeks ago, one of the things I, a couple of the, the replies that I got were about how uh, some people thought this was 
there were a lot of Indian people who thought this was too woke because they displayed the, the British people in this to be absolutely pathetic and horrible. I mean, uh, there, there's just no denying that. I mean, the, the British, get, it, it sucks to be British if you're in this film. Yeah. Uh, uh, so they're absolutely, you know, trashed in this film. And some people think that, you know, that's very woke of them. But the, the interesting thing about that is, you know, when we think of things about in our country, when we think about things being woke, that's a very leftist idea. But the whole point of this film is they want to get a weapon in everybody's hands. And that's a very right wing idea. Yeah, so, so it's a little different. Yeah. 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 So I, like I said, I, I don't know the, the politics of Indian politics, but like I said, that, I just thought that was interesting that somebody mentioned that to me when they, when I tweeted about it. Yeah. But, um, well, I, I think, I think you made a very good point about how they did a good job of taking this long scene holding it till that middle part and then right. showing Rom's full backstory. And I really liked his dad, uh, AJ Devane. Mm-hmm. I think it was. I think yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. That's him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he was really, really good. And I liked uh, both versions of Sita. Yeah. Uh, I thought, I thought she was, both of them were very good, but like you said, taking the time to show that full backstory of what, you know, what happened and, and then you realize, okay, that's why this man is so angry and why he right. would not do anything because he made a promise. I don't care how long it takes. I'm going to get a weapon in everybody's hands. And he ends up coming through. Yeah, he does. He ends up coming through. And it's like, it ends up being just a, I like the way they did everything with, with that is, you know, we get backstory on him and we, we get the full picture of it at the very end of the film uh, when they, because when he, when Rom as a child ends up shooting his, his uncle in the back with him, he has that bomb strapped to his back. Uh, they, they hold that off for us until later, much later on in the film. And I thought that was a really nice touch because yeah. that was the one of the few things that we didn't get. And to give us that later on in the film, I thought was, was really good and really powerful. Uh, but we get to the scene where the gallows scene, and this is where kind of everything changes for Rom because he's, he has done what he's wanted to do. He arrests Beam. He becomes a commander or whatever it is in, in the police. And he finally sees his dreams coming true, but he's also the one responsible for going to have to uh, flog this, uh, to flog Beam in, in public. So he ends up flogging him. Uh, and Allison Duty, who plays uh, Lady Scott, is just the worst. Oh, she's <laughs> I mean, horrible. Man. What a horrible awful. human being. Uh, you know, she's upset because she's not seeing enough blood. She wants even more. So she just happens to have a cat of nine tails whip underneath uh, a chair and geez. throws it out to him. Uh, and, you know, we get that whole scene where he is just being beaten. And despite all that, you know, he's singing this song. And as he's being beaten, the crowd is whipped into a frenzy. And this is when it changes for Ron, when he realizes that, this man who he was going to punish just because of the fact that he had to, and he thought that there was no other way to, to go about achieving his goal. He realizes, okay, this man inspires people. So I need this man. So now, now I need to figure out a way to save him. And that's when they, it takes on a different, completely different turn. Yeah. The turn was, was like that. The, the next turn was something. Cause like, you just didn't see that coming because even then I wasn't convinced that, like I saw him feeling a little sympathy, but I, I wasn't a hundred percent sure of that because, and I also knew how dedicated he was to getting the guns. So, but it was, but it like, it turned something in him that like, Hey, I can use being, 
and right. we can do this together. So, and boy, did they. Yeah. So we get the scene where he ends up, he convinces governor Scott to, to hang him out in the middle of nowhere so that there can't be a revolution. They can't turn him into a martyr. Uh, and he also wants to have him be hung in front of, uh, is it Molly or Malia? What, what is her name? Uh, I thought it was Molly M A L L I. Okay. So Molly, he's going to be hung in front of Molly. And this is the whole idea is to get them both there so they can save them together. Uh, and he goes about his plan of actually saving him and, and he does, it's a, a successful plan, but unfortunately Beam still doesn't understand that Rom is actually on his side and they're actually working together. He just doesn't realize it. And so Rom basically leaves him to die. And now Rom is the one who's arrested and Beam's yeah. on the other side. Uh, it's not until later on when, when Sita and when uh, Sita is there's a scene where they're looking for the revolutionaries looking for Beam. they're looking for they're looking for Molly and they're scouring the countryside to try to find him and he just happens to be in this same marketplace or whatever it is not exactly sure what it was that Sita was in and Sita gives the story of her fiance and what he was going to do and that's when Beam realizes that the man that she's talking about was the man that he was such a huge friend of and man that he was just so uh so tied to that he loved so much like a brother and that's when he enacts a plan to go rescue him so we're, we're, we're flipping roles here but I, I liked it yeah i liked it too and then like we get rom who's who is being just beaten but he won't stop exercising, looking just absolutely exactly. shacked. Yes, and he's he got the long hair. He looks like a freaking model. Uh, and then very uh, Rambo-esque in this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is. It's a good call on the Rambo. Uh, and then, yeah, that leads to at this point. I think I had text you that I was like, "Man, this movie is just insane." And you were just like, "Wait till you get to the ending. <laughs> it goes even further." Yeah, it finds a level. <laughs> and then I was like, "Yeah," and I was like. No, no way and i was like no he was right when <laughs> when when Beam rescues him and throws rom on his shoulders yes okay so let's get to that go ahead and keep on going and they just start taking out everyone yes they do and doing stunts climbing up ladder like like uh watchtowers and stuff and doing gymnastics with each other on the shoulders yeah. and so what i was talking about I've earlier never seen about, anything like that yeah what i was talking about earlier when i said you know that the the film the the fight scenes looked like they were like almost danced that scene with him yeah. on his shoulders that was very much it I'm like when because he's just shooting and like hitting everything and like not right. even aiming i mean so yeah like i said that is all to be designed to just look good not necessarily to actually look realistic uh, i love this part where uh rom has his guns and he needs them recocked and he like puts them down for being yes. recocks them for him uh i just love that uh but my favorite part of the entire of that entire scene when they're on that tower and rom grabs the bar and like slings them both up on top i'm like okay i'm this is fantastic it is yeah. it is so insane and so over the top right and i just love every minute of it it was it was awesome and it it went on forever and i it was did. enjoying every second of it and so after we get out they get out of the prison and then they go into the, the woods the forest the jungle whatever yeah. it is you want to call this 
and then it becomes much more tribal. Uh, you got Rom with his bow and arrow, who is just taking people out left and right. He ends up like attaching a, a, a grenade to one of his arrows. Uh, he sets the entire forest on fire to like smoke them out. And you know, it, at some point, you know, if you're Governor Scott, you might want to think, you know what, it's not worth all this. <laughs> I was thinking, yeah, that one scene, especially because you know, as we bitch, Rob's very, very attractive guy, but when he's standing up. And he's shooting the bow and arrow with the one on fire. Yeah, and he's got like the the headband and everything. I was just like, could could you look any cooler in I life? Well, no, no one can. Right? You know, my goodness. But yeah, it was just absolutely fantastic. I mean, uh, then like uh, being like stops a motorcycle with his foot. Oh my gosh! <laughs> like, could, yes. could could someone pick up a motorcycle? They're so heavy. He I just- know exactly. <laughs> Like so this is when we're getting full like superhero mode yeah. for, for these two. So it's like yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it is that that causes them to like just become total superheroes. But like right. I was there for all of it when when they were. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. When he just the way he picks up the motorcycle and then throws it and then throws it right. <laughs> just fantastic stuff. And then at that point, it's like they realize you know let's just go for the let's just go. We can cut the head off the snake and they go for uh, Governor Scott and. When they get to his, when they get to his palace, his castle, whatever it is you want to call that thing, when they get there, they recite that line that has that becomes a part, the whole part of thing about how yes. an Indian's life is only worth like a shilling or whatever it is or a pound, uh, because Governor Scott would not let them execute uh, the the Indian people because they called he called them worthless brown people. And he wouldn't let them execute them using a bullet because of how much it costs, which is only like a pound or something like that, which isn't much more than a dollar. But it was made by British hands. Remember? That's right. So we get that whole thing. And that's when uh, Rom turns it back on, on Governor Scott and uh, basically says, why don't you plant it in his heart so he'll always know or something like that. I don't remember what the exact line was. It was fantastic, whatever yeah. it was. It's been a while since yeah. I've seen the film. But and he ends up shooting him, ends up killing Scott. And you know, the day is saved, everybody loves it. And we get back and they're giving the guns out, but just oh, excuse me, just a wonderful like like it's completely over the top, and there's nothing about this that is realistic at all. And I don't care. Yeah. yeah, and I was gonna say, let's give Ray Stevenson a lot of credit. He really did a good job of of I I don't I guess hamming it up. But oh really, yeah, he was hamming but, it up big time. But but like leaning into whatever mm-hmm. Indian cinema is as the villain. He really did a good job as the villain. Yeah, he was. And they basically said, become the most hated man that you can. And he was doing that. He to did it. He did it. Degree, so. I hope he got paid well. Yeah, he, he did. I do too. I'm, I'm sure he did. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then after, after everything's kind of resolved, we get another really big, long, big dance number. Uh, this, uh, this kind of celebration thing. Yeah. Uh, and we see Jenny again, thankfully. Uh, she comes yeah. back. She, she did show up a little bit earlier before uh bean was getting ready to rescue rom so uh but that was the lo- next time that we saw her uh look i, I don't know if this is something they do I-, I don't know who all those people were that they were showing like uh that they were like paying homage to but i did enjoy that final dancing yeah i, I did too yeah entertaining yeah. and good but uh you know just look it's very different than what we see here in america there's no question about that but i, I enjoyed it for what we got so i felt the same way like like i would I would watch more, and I probably will watch more Indian cinema, and I would definitely watch uh, more movies with these two. Uh, yeah, I would too. Yeah, I definitely would too. So, uh, you know, like I said, enjoyed it thoroughly. Really was impressed by what I saw. Uh, anything else you want to add before we do our awards? 
No, I, I agree with something you said earlier. Rom, the U.S. is waiting for you, buddy. Come yeah, on. It, yeah, look, we don't want to tell you from India, but if yeah. you want a career in America, um, there are people who will be more well, than happy. To is there not an Indian superhero? This man looks like one. Can I'm sure there is. DC not find something for him? I'm sure there's. I'm I sure wouldn't there be shocked. I would yeah. not be shocked if we find something for him. Yeah, uh, they, they definitely could if they wanted to. So wouldn't yeah. surprise me in the least. All right, so let's go ahead and do our awards. If you are new to our show, we give six awards out to movies or television once they have wrapped up for a season, or if it's just a movie, at the end of the movie, we will give out uh, six awards. They're all based on the Friends characters. Up first, we have the Rachel. Who is the Rachel for you in RRR? Uh, you got to go with the two leads. Yeah, you do. Uh, yeah, the, you know, Rom and uh, NT. We'll yes. call him into incredible the stunts both of them did they looked they looked great jacked the dancing uh i mean the, the charisma yeah mm-hmm. just stars. wonderful stuff yeah they, they, stars, they're, they're absolute stars they, they definitely are and i can see why they are beloved in india yeah. to the least yeah. so all right next is the joey the character who is a just a favorite of yours not necessarily the best character but a character you just enjoyed a lot who is your joey for rrr so i picked uh uh sita alia bat uh alia bat i think is how you say her alia okay uh and I saw where she's about to be in a movie with Gal Gadot, an American movie, which I'm not oh, surprised. She? She's a very attractive young lady, so I could see her making her way to American cinema. Uh, so I, I thought I thought she was good. She didn't have the biggest role, but I, I, I enjoyed her every time she was on. I couldn't find the the actor or the name of the character, but his uncle, uh, Rom's uncle. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I had a hard time finding him too. He was really good. I yeah. believe that was. Uh, Samu uh Thriakani. Thriakani. Okay. Yeah, I can't find him anywhere. Uh but anyway, he was he's my he was my Joey. I just enjoyed yeah, his I character thought, a lot. I, I thought he was great. All right. So next is let me put my notes back up. What is next? Uh the Chandler, who is the one that made you laugh the most? So I picked Olivia Morris as Jenny because even though she she wasn't that funny, the scene she was in with Beam when we had that romantic scene were humorous yeah that's kind of where i I went to yeah so i I picked her because of that because the scenes involving where they couldn't they didn't know each other's language i I thought were funny and she was good in the movie yeah i did too that's where i went as well because like there wasn't a ton of like just real comedic moments but the the moments that there were typically involved her and and being acting together so i I put that there as well uh the phoebe the character that is kind of the oddball of the movie what did you who'd you go with for your phoebe i went with allison duty as the governor's wife because she was just insane (laughs) (laughs) yeah she she really was uh i'm I'm good with that too that's kind of where i went you could have gone with a lot of people for this one uh she was she just i mean her desire for for blood was like almost an unreal level uh so like i said she's she's a good pick for that uh next is the what is next i don't have my notes up uh next is the monica the character who isn't necessarily the most important they're the best character but an important character to the story so who did you go with for your monica so i went with two characters because they were important because they led both sides of the story so that is Twinkle Sharma as Molly, because that's who Beam had to. Yeah, that's who I went was. with. And then I went with AJ Devon as uh, 
as Rom's father because okay. because you know due to him uh you know his death and and what he meant right. that that's that's what you know uh made, made Rom do do what he did yeah i went with molly as uh molly as well uh i didn't even think about his, his dad but that's a, that's a good call on, on your part uh next is the ross your least favorite character the one you like the least because it could be a bad character it could be poorly acted it could be just because you're supposed to not like them who did you go with for your ross i went with the villain and it wasn't because he was acting bad but it was because he was just what a horrible person uh ray stevenson as governor scott he did his job well as the bad guy <laughs> I went with the entire British Empire. <laughs> you could have picked them as well. That's a better choice. I'm with the entire British Empire. Because they, they are presented so terribly in this they film. Are. And like I said, look, here's the thing. I mean, look, we are products of, of British imperialism. Look, I'm not going to deny that. You and yeah. I are. We are no doubt about that. But just because you're products of it doesn't mean that it was good. Okay. So yeah. uh, British imperialism was not always good. They kind of, they killed a whole lot of people in their pursuit of, of world domination. So uh, they are not portrayed very in a very loving light in this film, to say the least. Yeah. All right. Next is our rating. We have a rating system for the, for the films and the television shows we watch. At the top of our list is the Game of Thrones. If you're among the best of the best, you get a Game of Thrones. Underneath Game of Thrones is Lost. Middle of the road for us is Friends. Beneath Friends is a full house. And at the bottom of the barrel is Baywatch. Where does RRR fall on the main attraction podcast rating system for you? So I'm going Game of Thrones. Yeah, I am too. I, I, I thought it was incredible. And you know what I thought about? I meant to mention this. This could have been a TV series. I don't know if that's not yeah, done in, Tolly, in Tollywood films. But it, I mean, I could have done a 10-episode series. Yeah. And more backstory on both both character, main characters because this was fantastic. This is something I've not seen before. It was well acted. It was, uh, I mean, just the action scenes, like you said, they were beautiful. They were like, they were they were choreographed in a more dance way than we're used to seeing. Just everything about it, like you you mentioned the budget, man. They used every dime, and just when you compare it to like the Marvel movies we're seeing, what they did is just unbelievable. Bravo to this whole cast and crew. I saw it took three hundred days to film, seventy five days for the action alone, <laughs> right? And they they used every day, and bravo to them. I'm glad it's a huge hit. Yeah, it's a Game of Thrones for me as well. Look, it's, you know, I'd never expected a film from India to be one of my favorite movies of the year so far. And it's right there with Top Gun. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it really is. And look, I probably enjoy Top Gun a little bit more, but this is right there with it, to say the least. So uh, I was, I really enjoyed this film. Didn't expect it. And maybe that's part of why I enjoyed it so much, because I just didn't expect this. I, I thought I heard it, good things about it. But it just completely took my breath away just how great it was. So, uh, and I want to and I want to mention too just how excited the the interaction we're getting on Twitter and that the you know Tollywood fans are to talk about this that yeah. that adds to it to me. So like that that's exciting and I and I really appreciate it. And I love learning about stuff like this too. So it's good for us. Yeah, it really is. So uh, just really fun stuff. We enjoyed it a lot. So, uh, you know, like I said, if, if we get a lot of interaction on this, then, we, you know, we may put a, we may put an Indian film in there every so often. So, uh, yeah, yeah, throw out some recommendations, please. All right. Uh, before we head off, we do like to do recommendations for the week. Anything that you would like to recommend before we sign off? Yeah, uh, I'm watching The Old Man starring Jeff Bridges on FX. Yeah, I need to watch that. I haven't watched it Unbelievable. Yet. 
this this is going to be a top 10 show uh, i would be shocked if it doesn't end that way it's so good and jeff bridge is doing some incredible stunt work at 70 years old also when you find out this was right before he found out he had cancer so he's most likely sick during these scenes but really? he's, you know pushing through and then he almost died of covid right. but uh, it's Incredible story, John Lithgow, Amy Brennan, uh, Ollie Shawkat, uh, great cast, highly recommend, spy thriller. It's like if they Jason Bourne woke up and came out like 40 years later. So right. re really great. Can't recommend it enough. My second one, I, I finished Stranger Things. And yeah, they did it. It's coming on they did it. <laughs> yeah, they did. It's really, really good. Well, we're going to talk about it eventually. It may be next week. It may be the week after next. We're not sure yet, but we're going to we're going to come back to it and talk about it. It's it's really good. And uh, you know, I don't want to get into it right now because it could be spoiling things. But it's just it it's so very, very good. So I uh, definitely uh, can't wait to talk about that whenever we do. Like I said, it could be next week. Could be the week after next. So uh, my other one uh is uh since i'm thinking we may get some uh indian listeners uh and i know this game is popular in india uh the game league of legends there is a show on paramount that is like a mockumentary called players it is really it's really good it I, I, the reviews i've read of it said you don't have to know anything about the game uh but I think you kind of do. Uh, and like I said, I know the, the game is pretty big in India. So I'm kind of thinking if you want something to see about the game League of Legends and a, like a, a, a fake protein that's like going for like the championship and all that and the drama that goes around it, it's really good. So I would recommend that, especially if you've played the game. If you haven't, maybe not. But like I said, I think there may, we may get a few Indian listeners in this week's uh, podcast. So that's one of the reasons I want to go ahead and recommend it. All right. Uh, I guess that's going to wrap us up for this week. Uh, we are going to, before we sign off, we are going to be reviewing for our midweek show. We're going to be doing the terminal list that is on Amazon prime. If you have not watched it, we're doing the first four episodes. We're not going to do the entire season. Both Ryan and I have only seen the first four episodes. So uh, we'll do the second half later on, uh, maybe next week, maybe the week after next, we'll just have to wait and see, but uh, that is what we're going to be reviewing in our midweek episode. But before we head off, what, anything else you want to add, Ryan? Just appreciate everyone joining us, and we'll talk to you next time. I would echo those same sentiments, and as always, until next time, may all of your entertainment dreams come true.